Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wheel Sports Podcast, a members-only edition where we're going to be discussing all of the Singapore upgrades in detail. And for those of you joining, I'm going to have all of the visuals up on screen, the diagrams of what they've made and so on, the changes that they've they've implemented to the cars. Um, there is a good few teams, actually, who have done upgrades. And I think the only team that hasn't brought an upgrade to this weekend, or the only teams, should I say, are Haas and... No, I think it's only Haas. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It is only Haas who have not brought upgrades to this weekend. So there is a lot to go through here and I'm going to jump ahead. But before I do that, a couple of quick announcements. To those of you who are wondering how you can watch this, this is a members only podcast. You will see this on our YouTube channel. Some of these will be moved onto Spotify as well. But if you're not a member of the Wheel Sports YouTube channel, then you won't be able to watch these live because, well, that's what this is for. And the second announcement is, of course, that the first ever documentary that I've made is now live on my documentary channel. There should be a link in the description below. So please, please, please go and enjoy that. I would really appreciate it. And there's going to be another one next month on the Zodiac Killer. I see I've been joined already by Mavadello. Welcome to the chat. So what I'm going to do in this uh, quick podcast, um, basically it's going to be probably about 30 minutes, uh, maybe a little bit less, who knows, um, is go through the upgrades for the Singapore Grand Prix in a little bit of detail um, and what I'm going to do as well also is just alert you guys as members, there will be starting this week, not only an exclusive live stream or two live streams every week for members, there will also be exclusive content starting this week with a 2026 regulations explainer um, and kind of opinion based thing. And then there's going to be more and more exclusive stuff going forward. So thank you to those of you who joined as members, I really appreciate it. So Mavadello, hello and welcome. So let's jump in. Uh, to the upgrades. And we'll start with Alpha Tauri because as you may be aware from a video I did earlier this week, um, there is a huge upgrade for Alpha Tauri. And you can actually see here just from the diagram alone um, that they've upgraded possibly the most of anyone this weekend, um, but potentially about on par with McLaren. So interestingly, they haven't updated their chassis to go along with uh, the Red Bull chassis. I'm not sure whether that's something they're going to do this season or whether they're kind of adapting their car to more Red Bull-esque bodywork so they can test it so that when they upgrade the Mac or so when they upgrade the mechanics that they're getting next week or next year, um, that they'll be ready to do those because they haven't updated the suspension and mechanical platform, which is the kind of key points that they're going to be getting from Red Bull anyway going forward. So they have updated the shrouding on their rear suspension, but nothing more. So let me quickly run through all of the details of AlphaTauri's update uh, real quick and what they've actually upgraded because it's quite substantial. So the floor body itself, they've changed the geometry of the entire central floor, basically. Um, and they said that this was uh, an evolution of the existing design. Um, so not something that's closer to Red Bull. And I guess until they take that entire mechanical platform over, getting the underfloor to be exactly the same as the Red Bull or to be close to the Red Bull is going to be difficult to figure out. Um, so I would imagine that we're going to see this where there's probably some upgrades that will be more in line with the Red Bull side and then there will be other upgrades that they would have just had in the pipeline anyway before making that decision. The floor edge has likewise been updated. So the entire floor basically 
has been updated. And they said that the floor edges were updated uh, so that they can fix basically local static pressure to the floor and increase mass flow underneath the floor through the fences um, and basically just make the floor generate more downforce, which is very much needed in that car. Likewise, they've obviously updated the diffuser as well um, to give the rear floor edge uh, vortices more local load. So basically to increase the downforce at the back of those. So that will enhance the strength of the rear floor edge vortice or vorticity, uh, says uh, AlphaTauri. On top of that, they have updated the entire side pods. Now, the side pods are somewhat going in the direction of the Red Bull. We saw this from an image earlier, and I think I have the image here to share with you guys. Let me see. Can I get this up on screen? Uh, one second. Uh, let me see. Nope, that's not it. I'm pretty sure I have it. Give me two seconds, and I will get this up on screen. Here we go. So I've got this here. This is the actual uh, side pod update. Now, the thing is, they can only go so far down the line of Red Bull if they're not changing the mechanical platform because obviously everything on these F1 cars has to work so much in detail that there's not you know, a simple way to kind of just update everything. So what they're going to do basically is clearly start moving in the direction of Red Bull. You can see with the clear kind of downwashing, They've got the ramp inside, so they're going that direction, more kind of uh, Aston Martin, McLaren maybe, um, and a bulge there at the side. But where it has gone extremely Red Bull is the engine cover. And you can actually see that there. If you look at where the exhausts are, you can see those kind of pipes leading to the exhaust on the engine cover. They look like pipes are very Red Bull-esque. And now the undercut as well has gotten a little bit closer to the Red Bull in terms of the way it swings around the floor edge. So they're likely going to... If they don't bring the mechanical platform over, they're likely going to just use this season to basically test bodywork that is more in line with the Red Bull philosophy um, and then figure out from there, um, you know, how the rest of it works once they get those uh, once they get those mechanical pieces in. So they said this change increases the, increases the cooling range for radiators located in the side pods to protect against very ambient temperatures at this or any other uh, high cooling demand circuit. So that bulge actually in the side pod that we saw in that could very much be a fact that perhaps because they haven't changed their entire side pod and they can't switch their radiators over to the same configuration as Red Bull and so on, perhaps they have to go this way for this circuit. That That is an interesting one um, because they said that circuit specific. Um, the cooling engine and Coke bottle and so on cover um, has been taken further outboard to its widest point, which again is what they're going to do to go along with the Red Bull stuff. The leg geometry of the rear suspension has been changed to improve local load. Again, that's aerodynamics or downforce in that area. If you ever see something like local load um, on these sheets, that is very much about uh, aerodynamics and downforce. So when they say local load, that basically just means the load, the pressure, the downforce on that area. Um, so that's it. The rear suspension, like I said, they've only updated the shrouds the, around the suspension. They haven't brought over uh, Red Bull's suspension, um, which is interesting. So I, I would imagine if they haven't already done that, they're likely to just start kind of learning now and bringing the suspension and mechanics next year. That would make more sense. Um, and then on top of that, they've brought uh, an update to the rear corner. Uh, the rear brake drum scoop inlet has been redesigned and the scoop exit geometry has been revised. Um, and this, according to Alpha Tauri, 
um, is to increase once again the local load. So this is all about adding downforce to the car, um, which is where they're at, where other teams have a lot of downforce. For example, like their sister team, Red Bull, has a lot of downforce. And sometimes what they're trying to do is very much remove that downforce not remove the downforce, but remove the downforce at critical parts in the track. So, for example, on the straights, they want to have the downforce remove a little bit because the more downforce, the more drag, obviously. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. And then the rear view mirrors have been updated for flow conditioning. Um, this has been to basically reduce the extent of the wake losses. So, essentially, just to, to kind of uh, kick, continue kicking that outwash out or to, at the very least, control the aerodynamics. Again, it's hard to see what it's actually doing um, without the uh, CFD models and so on. But basically they're saying it's increasing the flow energy to the back of the floor for increased local load in that area. So a lot of updates there for Alpha Tauri, a lot of updates. And as Mavadello says, uh, in free practice looked promising for Alpha Tauri. The car didn't look like they didn't push it to the max. And if they did, it doesn't look promising in terms of lap time. But where it very much looked more promising is in controllability. When you watch the onboards, um, it was very obvious that the car was a lot more controllable um, than it had been in the past. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that carries over to qualifying and the race. Another team who has brought a couple of updates is, of course, the Williams team, but only one. Uh, Williams just bring a small update this weekend, which is the optional front wing flap um, they will be bringing smaller upgrades for the rest of the season now, I think. Uh, same with McLaren and Aston Martin um, because they've kind of figured out what direction they're going in and anything they bring should carry over to next year. Whereas certain teams like AlphaTauri, for example, have to be careful about what they bring um, because they're going to be changing their chassis for next year. William says this uh, is circuit-specific for balance. Uh, a new larger gurney flap uh, available for the rearward most element of the front wing. And this will increase... The loading of the front wing to provide additional forward aero balance. This complements a high downforce rear wing configuration and the balance requirements for Singapore. We will only fit this new gurney flap if the balancing power is required. So basically, uh, all that's saying is um, they may not use it at all. So the upgrade they've brought, they've brought for testing, but there's a chance that they perhaps will not use um, that gurney flap at all uh, during qualifying or the race. I guess, depending on how uh, free practice went. Again, um, could be a tough one for them because uh, Albon obviously had that breakdown. So it'll be interesting to see if they do use that gurney flap tomorrow in qualifying. Uh, so yeah, a relatively small update for them and another team that's had a relatively small update but will be bringing small uh, updates to the rest of the season is Aston Martin. Um, they've only brought one upgrade and it is to the rear corner. Um, so the lower edge of the lower deflector has a revised profile within the allowable region for modifications. So just a deflector at the back, basically. I would imagine um, on either the brake uh, ducts or um, I think that's what it looks like to me. It's on the brake ducts. Brake, yeah, it seems to be. Um, okay, and the modified trim improves the management of associated vortices. Vorsicity, um, increasing the local load on the deflector and also increases the load on surrounding devices. So that's just to give some more rear downforce, I would imagine. I would say that Alpha, uh, or sorry, Aston Martin um, are likely to continue bringing updates like this to just increase the load in areas and get the balance of the car right. 
And I would imagine that their goal then over the off season will essentially be to have that car with as much downforce as possible so that they can then balance the car out and then make it faster in the high speed areas and the straights. I, I would imagine that's going to be their goal is to basically use this season to trick it out in terms of downforce. Um, because changes like this are very much about getting that load in the exact right place across the board. So, um, yeah, I, I would imagine that's the direction they're going in. Um, and that could bode well for, for Aston next year, because if that's what they are doing, it could put them up there with uh, the likes of Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, all going into next year. Red Bull still being the favorite, but uh, bit by bit they could catch up. Alfa Romeo have a couple of updates to uh, the rear suspension and the side pod, as well as the front wing and the diffuser. Um, so, sorry, the fl floor fences, not the side pod. So some interesting updates there. Uh, none of these are um, circuit specific. So it's just some proper updates to the Alfa Romeo. They did say they would be bringing a relatively large update to this. And that's in the floor fences. Uh, so they've got redesigned floor fences, an updated diffuser expansion, updated front wing flaps, which obviously will have to go in line with the correction in rear downforce, and uh, redesigned rear brake duct geometry. And all of this, um, this upgrade consisting of floor diffuser and rear brake ducts as a whole improves the aerodynamic efficiency of the whole package. So that could be good for the team. The thing for Alfa Romeo, I would say, is carrying on uh, what I kind of said at the start of the season is I think this is very much a learning year for them. So these upgrades probably aren't about bringing raw performance. They're probably not expecting a huge upgrade on the track. Um, however, what it will do is allow them to basically build their car in a way where they understand it more as they move more and more towards the Audi years. Because the more they can learn and you know, bring in better engineers and start kind of slowly eking that out and working way up their field instead of pushing everything into big runs means that basically by the time Audi gets their engine in the car and Audi officially brands the car, they should have an engineering team that very much understands this ground effect philosophy in order to make a car for 2026. Remember that in 2026, the regs are changing um, for the bodywork, uh, for the aerodynamics, but they're very much changing in a similar way. It's still going to be ground effect and it's likely going to be, as I'll discuss in the uh, the video later this week, it's likely going to be very much about just scaling the, the whole package down, making the car as close to 10% smaller as possible and lighter as opposed to changing the actual concept of how the aero works. So it's a good idea for Alfa Romeo to kind of uh, figure that out um, going forward. Another team who has brought a huge upgrade uh, like Alfa Terry this weekend is... Um, McLaren. So if you're watching this, um, you can see that there is just a huge amount of uh, parts on the diagram that have been updated. So to give you a quick list, it is the front wing end plate, the side pod inlet, the halo, the floor body, the coke engine cover, the rear cover, the rear suspension, rear wing end plate, and beam wing. So this is very much, um, uh, you know, a similar... Uh, upgrade to uh, AlphaTauri in terms of bringing a big part. When McLaren brought the upgrades at Silverstone and Hungary to get everything in line, they did mention then that they had only brought 20 or 75% of their upgrade. It looks like this is most of, if not all of, the final 25% of that upgrade. So I would expect them to do well this weekend, but given I wasn't expecting them to bring a further 25% of the upgrade, 
I would be a little bit concerned that perhaps they could fall back a little bit this weekend now um, because when you bring a big upgrade package like this, it's very much a now we have to, you know, we have to basically correlate all of our learnings in the wind tunnel and CFD of this package to the track and getting the setups right and everything else right in uh, an era of, you know, relatively limited testing for these cars um, where they only have those three hours of free practice and they've got to do a lot of other work during that, um, that that could put them off for the weekend. But we'll see. Um, you know, I said that uh, when they brought big upgrade packages to Hungary, Silverstone um, and Austria and, you know, they went fairly well. So perhaps they understand how this is going to work already. It's interesting. But the big standout thing here is that the new floor features updated fences, floor edge, as well as the fuser sh shape, which in conjunction with the revised bodywork shape results in an increase in aerodynamic load. So they've updated the side pod, um, the floor, the, you know, the diffuser, basically every final part um, of the car. So that should mean that this is their final big upgrade and now it's just tweaks going forward. Um, the interesting part is the side pod update because they had already updated their side pod, but this was very much a tweak to the side pod to go in line with the rest. So clearly they couldn't have brought this side pod uh, casing with the previous upgrades because it obviously needed something to work with the floor edges, the diffuser and so on. So this is the one thing about these cars uh, that, that you'll notice is, you know, in the, in the last generation, the cars were so complex, it was hard to see things working with each other. These cars are a lot less complex, like they're still very complex, but a lot less complex compared to those barge board loading cars of before. Um, so it's interesting to see them all kind of, uh, them all kind of work together in that way. So, uh, obviously they, they probably couldn't bring that side pod update because they needed the rest to work in conjunction, but yeah, huge, huge update for McLaren. So it's going to be really interesting. Like the beam wing has been updated even. Um, so that the fact that they've updated the beam wing, the rear wing end plate, the rear suspension, the rear corner, the diffuser, uh, that could be. Um, that could be them getting into a situation where they're trying to now basically do the triple diffuser or the triple DRS stall that Red Bull have been surprised no one else has done, basically, um, if that is how it works. But they're doing something with their, their uh, DRS, so it'd be interesting to see that. Um, Mavadello says, what do they mean with furniture? Uh, let me have a look. So where exactly is furniture? I have, oh, okay. The Halo furniture have been updated to uh, to aid flow conditioning. So it's strange that they use furniture. Uh, normally they would use uh, fairings, Halo fairings. So that's either a typo or that's just the way that they are um, talking about it. But basically the, the Halo itself has to all be the same. So if I go to this here for a sec, the halo itself, uh, as you can see on this AlphaTauri, they're all a standard part. So one, I think one company brings builds the halo, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but they all have to be a standard part, but they can furnish it. They can put fairings on it. So you'll see at the top of the AlphaTauri halo there, there is that kind of uh, carbon fiber or pl plastic looking piece, like a visor that runs across it. And then if you look above where it has um, XM trading, You'll see there's like kind of a cutout there that then leads into the back of the car. So you'll see the the teams are allowed to um, furnish the halo with some aerodynamic devices, some pieces basically. Um, so 
normally they'll call those halo fairings or fairings on the halo. Um, but clearly they've decided that it's furniture. Um, I would imagine that could also be uh, just what the um, the FIA uh, refers to it as in technical documents. Um, but yeah, so I would take furniture as the same as, um, as uh, fairings, basically, if that makes sense. Um, uh, that kind of explains what they've talked about there as well. They've been updated to aid flow conditioning over the top of the bodywork. So it is those, those pieces at the top. Um, so I hope that explains it. Um, but yeah, the big update from McLaren there. Um, the team that I've made fun of all year is, of course, Alpine. Um, and they've brought a small upgrade to this weekend. But small, but um, uh, small, but probably, probably needed. So they've brought a new uh, engine cover and side pod inlet, as well as a new beam wing. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. It's cooling louvers, sorry. Uh, engine cover, but just in terms of cooling louvers. Um, no problem, Mavadella. I'm glad I could explain. Um, at least you asked me a question I knew, which was good. <laughs> um, so Alpha or Alpine, sorry, have raised and staggered side pod inlet among with increased undercut and revised mirror housing. This should increase the overall load, especially at higher cooling levels throughout improved flow um, to the rear. And basically they've increased the top rear wing load for a gain at high downforce levels. So some the, the beam wing is circuit specific for the high downforce levels. Um, the other two are basically to increase load and cooling. Um, so yeah, that it, the two at the top, the cooling louvers and side pod inlets, um, that doesn't say circuit specific. That says it's for local load and performance is their primary reason. It'll be interesting though to see if they bring that to cooler tracks. Um, but I guess we'll see because that looks to me more um, more like something you would do for a very hot and humid place like Singapore. Um, but maybe it's something that they've updated for pure performance and then added the cooling afterwards and just wanted to explain the cooling as opposed to what they're doing because they have to give a short description of what they're doing now with upgrades, um, with the new regs. So maybe that's their excuse. Um, perhaps we'll see. Um, Mercedes have brought um, one upgrade to the front brake calipers, I think it is, the front brake ducts. Uh, circuit specific, uh, this change to the front brake duct uh, inlet enables more air mass flow to the brakes to increase cooling capacity at the circuit, which puts uh, especially high duty on the braking system. So nothing major from Mercedes this weekend, just a new braking system. Uh, or brake cooling, sorry. Um, I think, to be honest, this was a track that was kind of going to go well for Mercedes anyway. Um, so I wasn't expecting a big upgrade from them here. And also they've kind of switched off to 2024 now because they have to build a new chassis for next year. So Mercedes, uh, like a couple of other teams, like Aston Martin, for example, will be very much focused on 2024 and just bring kind of small pieces um, for the rest of the season. Uh, Red Bull more likely as well. Mercedes do have to be very careful with money spent now because they, um, you know, they've got a big upgrade for 2024 to do. They can't carry over as much as some of the other teams. Um, Ferrari have only brought a front flap, so I'll fly through this as well. Um, this is a reprofiled front wing flap. It's not specific to Singapore and part of the standard development cycle. The aim of this front wing flap is to improve um, the car efficiency over an extended aero balance range. 
Now, this could be an important update for the Ferrari because it's probably um, a carryover from what they brought at Barcelona because basically the Barcelona upgrade and everything since, the car has some raw performance in one lap, but the tire deg and a few other problems with the Ferrari have really knocked it down and down throughout the race. And we've seen that they've started to kind of understand that and get better. And interestingly, when they don't understand it, they seem to do better. So it's interesting there as well, like at sprint weekends. But that was a weird thing that Will Buxton pointed out that I had to agree with. Um, But it seems like to me that essentially what they're doing now is just small tweaks to basically get that car, that new body aero to work perfectly. I would imagine that like Mercedes, they will also very much be just bringing some small upgrades to try and make sure that everything is working correctly and that they don't make similar mistakes from 2022 to 2023 in 2023 to 2024. Um, Because obviously in 2022, they had a very fast car and by getting rid of some of its downsides, they also kind of blunted a lot of its upside. So they'll obviously want to make sure they don't do that again in 2024. So I would imagine it's a lot now about just getting that car to balance correctly so that they understand how to get it in the right window and can then just basically do what Aston are doing and increase the load, increase the load, remove drag, that kind of, you know, basically get to a point where Red Bull is right now, which is where Red Bull are very much micromanaging. Uh, a lot of the other teams are still overall figuring out the aerodynamic flow, whereas Red Bull is micromanaging and Ferrari need to get to that point. So yeah, an interesting one from them. Speaking of Red Bull, the last name here, they've brought a... um. Small upgrade, but it's substantial considering where they're at anyway. Um, to the rear, uh, to the floor edges and to the rear wing. So to the floor edge, they've added more camber in the forward portion of the floor edge wing to exploit the energy in the airstream. More camber has been applied to the forward part of the floor edge wing, resulting in a more local load, uh, resulting in more local load, sorry, from this region of the floor. So just basically to add a little bit more downforce um, and then at the rear wing, they took inspiration from competitor designs. The end of the front or the end of the flap element has revised uh, curl to the end plate, which offered more local load for this element for this particular upper wing design. So these elements, uh, obviously, the camber in the floor edge is likely to just be an upgrade going forward. Something they figured out will add a little bit of downforce. The rear wing end plate is something that we may not see at every track. It's something that they likely will use, like they said, on just this rear wing. But again, we may see that rear wing again at a couple more tracks this year. I'm not sure off the top of my head where, but any more kind of high downforce tracks. But yeah, so that is all of the upgrades. A couple of teams that are going to be the most interesting to watch are definitely going to be um, McLaren and Alpha Tauri because they've brought the most substantial upgrades. So they have the most... Um, what way would we put this? They have the most uh, likeliness of having either a great boost up or a big fall down um, because it can go both ways. Uh, Aston Martin at Canada brought a big upgrade and uh, it pushed them back for a while while they figured that out, understood it. Um, and even now they're still kind of trying to just fix the problems, but also everyone's playing that kind of balancing act of focusing on next year as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how those goes. Those goes. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching um, this members-only podcast. Um, and this was obviously about uh, the um, or members-only live stream, should I say. This was obviously about the upgrades at Singapore to just give you a brief run-through 
um, over 25, 30 minutes of what they are. Um, and make sure you know all of the updates coming in and which teams to watch out for. And now you know, it's McLaren, AlphaTauri, and probably Alfa Romeo as well, I would say. Big ones to watch this weekend. Who will be the winners and losers? Only you. Well, no, actually. Only F1 will decide. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye.